0: Welcome to the Forest Ramble podcast. We've got a special match report, uh, and it's three o'clock on a Saturday afternoon. And Forest have just snatched a draw from the jaws of victory uh, away at Pride Park. Um, Marred on the Midlands, it's a bit of a sickener, that isn't it? To, 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 to lose those points with pretty much the last kick of the game.
1: It is an absolute kick in the nuts. Um... I just can't believe it, really. I just um, the game was won. The game was won. We had possession of the ball, no danger. Um, Going to pass it back to Samba, and then Joe Worrell, for some reason, tries to block a Derby player who's nowhere near the ball. Um, yeah, and and,
0: and that's the, that's the real kind of that's what makes you think the world kind of lost his head for no reason because if the Derby player. Was in danger of gaining possession, then you, you think, well, that's a yellow card that's worth taking. Um, but figueredo had already passed it back to Samba by the time that he blocked yeah. blocked the Derby lad off. Um, okay, I mean, I know that you're pretty much spitting feathers at Worrell for this one, aren't you?
1: Well, no, you're not just at Worrell. I mean, the goal, yeah, for the goal itself, yeah, it was just utter stupidity. But then Samba. Balls up the uh, clearance as well. He didn't punch it. He didn't catch it. Didn't do anything. It was, I mean, it's, that's when you really need a goalkeeper in the ninety-six minutes to just take everything. And and he failed to do that. It would have been his one meaningful contribution to the game, where he would have earned his money. And he failed on that aspect. But it's I'm more. I mean, I'm more frustrated with. With the team as a whole, we we came out so strongly at the beginning of the ma- I was at the of the match. I saw the lineup and I thought to myself, "There's no way we should lose this. Man for man, we were the better. We had the better team. There's not one player from that derby side who would get into the Forest team, and we had the physical presence in midfield. We should have dominated that, and we had." Grabbing up front, we're a better goalkeeper, better defence. There's no reason for us not to be confident to go out there and win that easily. They would put our young team, inexperienced, physically inferior to us, um, and and we and we proved it for the first ten minutes or so. We did exactly that. It was such a pleasant surprise to see us go out there on the front foot, dominate dominate possession, harry them high up the field, win it back. Um, not giving them any time on the ball, using that physical domination we had with Sal, with Yates, with Watson, even Graben and DaCosta, just not giving them any time on the ball, just putting the ball back. I mean, we looked in complete control and it was no surprise when we scored. Then, yeah, I mean,
0: the point you made about just, the players is interesting, but I would also say that tactically, um, that was a tactical masterclass from... From Forrest in terms of we know, and I discussed this with the Rams Review podcast, we know that, uh, that you know, Derby liked to play a possession-based game. You know, we know about kind of the Dutch tactical style, I suppose, that Philippe Cuckoo's tried to impose upon Derby. And you know what, as well, it wasn't it was it wasn't that difficult to kind of predict how Derby were going to play. But everything about the way Forest was set up, worked perfectly and for 85 out of the 90 minutes Forest were deservedly the better team um I think um both in terms of how they played but also the way they played and um you know Sky keep going on about Wayne Rooney's Derby County well Rooney contributed the the sum total of nothing to that game didn't he
1: well yeah I mean he's he we saw a message from one of our our Derby friends that he's a holding midfielder, but is he? If if they he's he's not gonna challenge anybody if they're breaking from midfield. He's not gonna track a runner from midfield. He's not gonna put in a last ditch tackle. And he's just he he's got he's just like this glorified quarterback who sort of strolls around the pitch if you give him time. He'll he'll play a, a great pass. And oh, it's just frustrating. I just I don't know why I know we. I knew it was going to happen, but I just wish we'd had confidence in ourselves when we were one nil up. Just keep going. It was all going so but well. We we, but we did.
0: But we well,
1: did. I think we I think we. Felt, I think we. we started, got back to the old habit of just dropping back, and we stopped chasing, and we stopped. Harry you just said, "Give them the ball." Like the same old usual. Forests let, let Let the opposition have the ball, and we just we let them off the hook. But that's, the way, that's the way. that Forest
0: play. I think, and and actually, on an the thing that i 'm equally as annoyed about as as well as that the way in which we conceded the thing that i 'm equally as annoyed about is that we 've got our nineteen goal striker who couldn 't hit the target when he was faced with two really really good opportunities from front to goal uh, i 'm not going to blame Alex Mighton because I think with a little bit more experience and a bit more confidence he 'd have took that on his left foot and slid it past Hamer to put the game out of sight. Um, thiago Silva hit the post Ben Watson and Joe Lolly. Um, forced tamer into okay saves in the bottom corners so really it's not about it's not necessarily to the style of play in that respect and and us kind of dropping off because we should have been
1: 3-0 up yeah we should have been that's that's that that's later on on in the game but I just thought there was a, a massive opportunity the whole middle third of the of the game where we just we just stopped playing we just we let them back into it I just
0: but they weren't creating anything. So what difference does it make? Let them have it. But Let we them have it in the deep-line midfield but, position but, but he's, we, not, he's, we, not, he's not we, setting
1: anything up. But we weren't creating anything either. We could have gone on to... Uh, we did. It could have been 3-4-0 up. That was, that was in the second half. That was that was late on. We were break doing counter-attacks. I'm, I'm talking about... It's fine playing this, this defensive football when we're against a Leeds United, a West Brom, against a Brentford of Fulham. But when we've got the better players... I don't see what, what the advantages of just letting them have the ball. When we've got the better players and more creative players, we can actually harm them and just push forward a little bit. But it's just we, we, it's a missed opportunity for me. It's just always, we're always going to have that danger of throwing it away at the end when we're just going to play that way. Just I think you're building a straw man, to be
0: honest. I, I can't agree with you there because the tactics were spot on and we should have been 3 0 up the way we played. So I don't. I don't I think, I, I think that I can't agree with you there in terms of saying, well, we, we let Derby back into it. Let Derby have possession. They're not, they're, not, they're not able to create anything. And therefore, we still created those opportunities to be able to get in the lead. And I get your point that that was in the second half when Derby were chasing the game a bit more. But that's what the game plan was. And so the game plan, as far as I'm concerned, is perfectly executed. Thanks for listening to the Forest Rumble podcast. Please subscribe and leave a review on your podcast provider, as this helps other Forest supporters find our content. Let's talk about something more positive. Um, So um, I say we created those chances in the second half. The substitutions were very, very attack-minded, weren't they?
1: They were, and I I completely agreed with them, to be honest, because I I know people after the match have said, we should have brought on Michael Dawson, but it's just... we needed that sort of outlet, that creative outlet, that bit of pace on the pitch to get forward. Um, and it, and it—that's that's when we started creating the chances. It was after the after the substitutions. Um, Silver obviously made a difference. He, he's quality on the ball. He's always going to do that. Um, and yeah, they worked well. I wouldn't criticise the substitutions at all.
0: And I would also say again that I think that those substitutions were very clearly pre-planned. So. The obvious one is Sambasso coming off after an hour. Um, we know that he's, his knees are made of biscuits, so why not bring him off, give him a rest, but take the opportunity to put Thiago Silva as a more offensive player on, but a player who's also got the industry and got the ability to kind of to drop back if, if necessary and to track back if necessary. Um, Amiobi coming on. Amiobi caused them all kinds of problems in the way that he usually does. Um, and... I would also say that, uh, you know, the other two substitutions, Akabi and Highton, you can see the reasons for making those. And I certainly saw no reason that bringing on Dawson would be a good idea in the same, you know. Against, against Bristol City, yes, it was a good idea. Against Sheffield Wednesday, with hindsight, it was a good idea. <laughs> but um, making offensive substitutions here, again, it seemed to me that that's part of the perfect game plan. The only trouble is, having the perfect game plan doesn't work unless you get the perfect results. But,
1: would you have taken a point before the match, all other things being equal? Um, yeah, before, before the match, I probably would have done. But having seen the lineups, I would have been disappointed. I would have been disappointed with just, just a draw. Um, and I am. <laughs> I really it's <laughs> <laughs> it, it's a missed opportunity for me it's a missed opportunity um that that derby county team is is not not very good and we've uh, let them off the hook again it just it reminds me of playing reading qpr middlesbrough where we've played against inferior teams and just but not it's usually able
0: to... it's usually against the teams who Aren't as good that we've come unstuck this season, isn't it? Against the teams in and around us, where they're six pointers, we've tended to do okay.
1: Yeah, because that's we've been normally against better players, where where are sort of letting them have possession and, and digging in and just snatching a, a victory somehow is, is worked out for us. It's it's an odd it's an odd situation. I don't I really don't know what <laughs> for, <laughs> for a team who's in the playoff. To um struggle so much to beat sort of poor teams. It just it doesn't make any sense in many ways.
0: Well, that's why we're nowhere near good enough to get automatic promotion, I guess. Um, just a little word about the referee. Um obviously there was the red card against Waghorn. I don't think anyone's going to going to argue with it being a red. Um everyone who I know um who supports Derby says, "Well, that was a, that was a bit out of character, and, and crucially, that's that's going to cost them because Lawrence is still suspended, and now Waghorn's going to be suspended." Um, but what did you make about some of the uh, other decisions? I, I thought the referee on the whole had a good match and kept a good lid on it for about about eighty odd minutes, didn't you?
1: Yeah, I mean, I didn't really notice him, so that that's normally a good sign. Um... Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, on the whole, I thought it was okay. It, it wasn't the same sort of, obviously without the crowd there, there wasn't the same sort of blood and thunder tackles going in and sort of...
0: Well, until, until Waghorn maybe.
1: Yeah. yeah, And then, it's see, I mean, it's playing behind closed doors has shown sort of the effect that crowds have on the uh, tempo of a game and, and sort of the crescendos and the sort of, the way players react, just not, not in not only in actual things that happen, but just in play acting and things like that, rolling around and all those sort of things seem to have been cut out now as well. But, yeah. yeah, it was okay. Well, think, speaking
0: yeah. of players on the floor, I think um, I do want to mention. Um, A contender for the Forest the match um, would be Ryan Yates for me. I mean, that boy, you can tell that it meant something to him. He broke his nose the other day. He was wearing the face mask, seemed to have broken it again today, was on the receiving end of the Waghorn Challenge. Um, He had a really good match, didn't he?
1: He did, and you can see the difference it makes when he's played in his preferred position. For some reason, the the Radio Nottingham commentators before the game and, and then the Sky commentators... During the game, seemed a bit surprised that he was our most advanced midfielder. But I mean, I thought that was obvious as soon as I saw the lineup that he would be. Um, And that's that's his game. It's it's breaking forward, showing his athleticism, his power, sitting there, uh, breaking up play. Can do that, but he's he's not got the ball skill, uh, ball on the ball skills to get moves going and pass it along and be that metronomic midfield figure that's sort of required when you're more of a deep-lying city midfielder. So this is ex- exactly his game. It's his bursting from midfield, closing down high up the field. And yet uh, he, he he showed that he can do that very well again today.
0: Yeah, and, and tactically, I've always said I prefer Forest this season when they're playing four one four one, which enables Watson to drop off a little bit more. And it meant that So was playing a little bit more advanced to kind of counter Derby's deep-lying midfielders. But Yates was the legs there. And I think that you're absolutely right. People seem to think of Yates as being a holding midfielder. He's not, he's, he's, he's the legs of the team, isn't he? Um, Yeah. 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 Okay. Well, it's, um, it's two points dropped. We cannot ignore that. It's two points dropped. We would have taken a point beforehand, but given the circumstances, it's difficult not to feel like a defeat, but just a few days now until we play Fulham, who are going to be missing their star striker. Um, do you think three points at home against Fulham is a
1: realistic proposition? Yeah. I mean, history tells us we, we do well against the top team. So yeah, um, it's just, <laughs> I just at some point, I, I just fear that this this tactic of letting the better team have the ball all the time, it will hurt us at some point. I just, just the law of averages tells you if if the opposition's got the ball for extended periods of time, they're going to create more chances and they're going to score more goals. At, at some point, it's got to happen. It's just we, it's uh, a bit of a miracle though. It's it's all worked out so well for us so far this season. I don't know. It it's sort of defies logic really. But yeah, i I saying saying that. Given our record against top clubs, I'd I'd be confident in giving them a good game and getting a result out of it.
0: Okay, and of course, Fulham are another possession-based football team. So we wait to see what happens. Um, thank you very much, Maradona the Midlands, for joining uh, for joining me today. Um, it is a bit of a, a bit of a downer, really, uh, given um, how how well Forrest played for um, for a good chunk of the match and, and how the fact, the fact they led for most of it. Um, we will be back with mini match reports uh, after the Fulham match, and uh, so stick with us for the rest of the season. Thanks for listening.